It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. It's Friday afternoon. I'm at the headquarters of Frank Warren. I'm joined by Frank Warren sitting on his tea. How are we, Frank? I'm fine, young man. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, yeah, do a catch-up, Frank. So um, we'll start with the heavyweight division. Um, see, these purse bids got extended. It's Friday morning now, Friday afternoon. We expect them tonight in Mexico City. What's going on? I think it will be revealed this evening. I, can't, I literally can't um, say anything at the moment. Um, we're, we're still working on things today as we're speaking. So, uh, and I don't think we're revealing anything by the way this evening, but, um, I, I, I believe over the weekend we're going to make some progress on what we, where we're all trying to get to. Fingers crossed. Okay. Yeah. There isn't too much to discuss on this situation, but of course, Bob Aram did make some comments on talk sport that there is a desire from certain people. I think he alluded to Saudi Arabia that potentially, we're still looking to get Joshua and Dylan White to step aside to make that undisputed fight with Fury and Usyk. What can you tell me about that? Well, all I can tell you is that everybody in boxing wants to see the unification match between uh, Tyson and Usyk. I mean, that's that's I want to see that as a fan. Um, so I'm on the same page with that one. Um, I did speak to Eddie Hearn yesterday in Belfast, and I asked him the question. I said. You know, the split was determined by the WBC of 80-20. Frank and Bob were adamant that was going to be the case. And I said that Frank said that the WBC's last purse with Dylan White, that Dylan Lodge was at 300 grand and obviously Tyson was around $20 million. His comment to that was, yes, they he did lodge 300 grand with the WBC. However, because Dylan White owns the show, that doesn't account for the pay-per-view buys and the revenue at the gate for his fight with Alexander Povetkin. So do you see that argument, Frank? Not really, because that must be applied to his previous fights as well. And if that's the case, he needs to inform the WBC what he earned for the previous fights as well. I think that's what they're appealing with the WBC at the moment. Well, maybe they are. I'm not talking about the 300 grand. I'm thinking about, I'm talking about the fights even before then. So if that's what he's saying, then he should go and those accounts must be all settled by now. So he should go back on them and pay the right money then to the WBC 
and give him the right amount of money that he's earned, if that's what he's saying. Okay, I think that's enough for the heavyweight division. As you said, there will be developments hopefully by next week, although we have been saying that for quite a while. It's, it's, listen, it's, it's a saga, isn't it? And I just go, and I know everybody gets bored of it. And I just think sometimes the need to keep, keep things, you know, between all of us, and then hopefully we can get it over the line one way or another. We'll see. Okay, moving down the weights, let's have some light heavyweight talk. So, Eddie Earn declared that. Himself and Matram made a massive offer to your office uh, to stage Boatsy v Yard. Um, and he said that your response, Andy Allen got back to him and he said that at the moment, obviously, Anthony Yard is WBO number one in line for Joe Smith Jr. However, if that fight doesn't materialise, we'll look at that offer. Is that all we can tell on that? No, not really. Um, he did make an offer. He called, what he calls massive and what I call massive are two different things, but he made an offer. And the bottom line of all, all of it is, you know, Anthony fought in a final on an eliminator on the 4th of December. What's the date today? 20th of January. 20th of January. So it's taken him nearly six weeks to make an offer since that fight. And he's only made that offer, in my opinion, is because he knows Anthony Yard is now the mandatory for Joe Smith. We all said that before, so we all know what it is. So do we expect Anthony Yard to give that position up to bail him out with his fighter? With uh, Buatsi. I haven't got a problem with a fight and I just want to get, get, it's a shame Callum Johnson got, uh, injured and that would have been great. He would have been fighting Joe Smith and who knows what Harry would have got on out there. And then the next one in is going to be Anthony and that's where we are. Um, listen, if he, he's looking for somebody to fight, uh, against Buatsi, Callum Johnson's there. Cracking fight. We haven't got a problem with that. He can make a massive offer for that if he wants to do that. His problem is, is that he's got, or what he should do. I mean, he's always telling us what we, how, how, what the matches we should make. Maybe he should make, uh, Callum Smith, who's number one against, um, Buatzi, make that a final eliminator, like we did with our guys. Put the two guys together, make them a massive offer. I did ask him about that. He said, due to the fact that Callum Smith, obviously at super middleweight, has fought the likes of Canelo, top bill, has been ring magazine champion. He believes that, you know, Callum's, in a separate path. He, he, he talked about Boatsy, Yard, Craig Richards, Callum Johnson. He, he believes Callum Smith because he's fought at such a level before that he wouldn't make that match at the moment. I don't understand that. But anyway, <laughs> that's up to him. Then fight Callum Johnson. You know, we're on a path as well. The path we set out was for Anthony Yard, the winner of the Anthony Yard fight. Anthony Yard and uh, Lyndon Arthur, they would fight Joe Smith. We haven't deviated from it. I'm not deviating it from the moment. If If... If Anthony Yard, and I believe he can beat um, Joe Smith, he wins that title, that'd be a great fight to make. It'd make a defence against Buatzi, no no problem at all. But we're focused on the direction we went, we we started off with. And, you know, I spoke to Tundi about it um, last week and he's uh, he's in complete agreement. And why wouldn't he be? We we are where we said we would get to. And I think think he showed the, the form against Linden. He showed what he's got. And that sort of form would beat anybody. So that's the direction we're going in and that's the path we're on. And in the meantime, he needs to get on with uh, doing whatever he's got to do with Boetsy. You know, when you look at their records, uh, you know, Anthony Yard's number, he's obviously the mandatory in the, uh, in the BO. He's number three in the BC and the IBF, um, which is, and, and which is above, above, um, Boetsy. You know, Joshua Buatzi, um, he's been around a long time now. He's still not had a world title fight, but he needs to, that's not my problem. That's his problem to sort out of his promoter. And then he's had two 
11, 11 amateur fights. And he's, sorry, he's had one world title fight and coming up for another one. He had 11, he had 11 amateur fights. Joshua Boetsy went off to the Olympics, come back brilliantly, done brilliant, and come back with a medal, and he's still sitting there with his nose pressed up against the window looking in. That's that's where it, where he is. But Callum Johnson's there. Do, do that in a heartbeat. And you'd be happy with that um, disown Matram to own the show for Boetsy Johnson? The money's right, absolutely. I'm not a problem. The money's right, yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone can blame Anthony Yard or yourself for, you know, because you're in line for that world title shot. That is a, a completely fair thing to do. Just on that offer that came in, you he's, uh, he's quoted as saying that was a massive offer. Can you elaborate anything? Well, I'm not gonna, you know, if he wants to say what, the, what his idea of massive and ours is, 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 is up to him to say, you know. Um, I'm not going to go spouting that around. All I would say to say, though, is that our man fights for the world title and wins the world title, that money is insignificant. If Anthony Yard gets a shot at Joe Smith Jr., bags the world title, big ass, but he's he more than capable of doing it. If he does that, will you then make an offer to perhaps Joshua Boatsy for Yard to defend the title on a Queensbury show? If Boatsy doesn't fight Callum Johnson and Anthony Yard wins the title, we would go, we would we would uh, look to try and do something with Callum because Callum's with us. We look after our fighters. And in terms of Callum Johnson and Joe Smith Jr., of course, Callum wants that rescheduled, obviously. Um, do you think that's a bit dead in the water to happen? I, I don't know at the moment. You know, they're looking, to be quite honest, they're looking to make a unification match because obviously uh, Joe DeGuardia, who's a friend of mine, is his manager and he's, ma- and he's promoted by top rank. They're trying to put together the uh, Berbiatev fight as a uni- unification. Whether they can do that or not, I don't know. I'm hoping they can't because then we're, we're up and running. Yeah, unfortunate for Callum, but you can't blame them for making a unification fight. They're doing what they're doing. I mean, we got—I mean, we got Callum in a great position and delivered for him. It's just unfortunate what happened. And it's the world we live in at the moment, isn't it? With this bloody COVID. So, Frank, in terms of Anthony Yard, what is the situation at the moment? When are you looking to get him out? Well, we're hoping that we're going to get some sort of resolution in the next week or so from uh, the WBO. So, once we know where we are with that, once. Um, Top rank have decided whether they can make this Burbia type fight. Then we'll all know what we're doing because if he doesn't have a unification, he's got to fight. He's mandatory. He's mandatory is Anthony Yard. Okay. And you'd look to put in an offer to top rank, even though Joe Smith Jr. is the world champion, to bring that fight I to the UK. Ha- I already have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But you'd also be open, obviously, as Joe Smith is the champion. If top rank put in a suitable offer for Anthony to go to America, he went to Russia. <laughs> He'd go anywhere. He'll fight anyway. He's a fighting man. Okay, just a, a recap on this light heavyweight talk then. You believe the summary of that offer was only put in because Anthony's in a, in a top spot with the BO at number one? Well, I think he put it in because he know, in his heart, he knows he's not stupid. He knows the path we're on. We're on the, he's got a mandatory coming up. So why would, why would he give that up for that fight? It, it doesn't make any sense at all. Why would he do that? And he's, he's not stupid. He's aware of that. His best bet for him to do is, and it's the, I don't want to keep repeating myself. Go and make the fight with Callum Smith. I don't know what, what they're doing. I mean, as an outsider looking in, he's got both of them. Actually, you should be able to make that fight in a heartbeat. Let's move down the weights again uh, into the one. Callum Johnson, he's there. <laughs> into the 147 division, the welterweights. Did you see my interview with Eddie Hearn yesterday in Belfast? I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it. Um, he didn't tell you the rest of the, um, you know, his offer he put in. We, my response back to him was, yeah, uh, exactly what was said, you know, what we just said. And I also said, 
what's happening with Conor Ben and David um, Avanesian. You know, I'll pay for him to fight him. And we never had any response. He's obviously not spoke to you about that. Well, I put to him that, you know, I spoke to Frank Warren a couple of weeks ago and he said that he'd be happy for DAZN to completely own the show for Ben Avanesian um, and you'd cover Avanesian's purse. So essentially, Matt Truman and Conor Ben get a free opponent. He said, no, he'd want to pay Avanesian himself for that. He needs to be looked after. He needs to be paid properly and sharply. That was his response to your offer. Well, like he paid Billy Joe Saunders and um, Neil Marsh's fighters sharply and properly. Okay. Um, he also did... I'll pay, I'll pay my fighter who I promote and Neil Marsh and David are on board with that. You can pick your phone up and whatever you want to do and ask them, they're on board. You know, stop squirming and coming out with all your bullshit. You know, I'll pay him like I used to pay his dad when he fought for me, Nigel Bennon. He never had any problems when he fought for me, when he left Matchroom and come come back to me. He also did mention the fact that you keep talking about Avanesian Ben. Of course, people are putting these questions to you, um, but why not make an in-house fight? So you've got the European champion in terms of David Avanesian, you've got on a contract, you've got Echo Esserman, the British champion who just extended uh, a three-year deal with, which is good to hear. Um, that would be a big fight on BT. He's saying, why don't you make that? Why don't I make that? Because David is now number two. The WBC ordered him to fight uh, Ortiz. And they said that Ortiz could have a fight in, in the interim, which is apparently going to happen. And that's where David is, number two. Echo's a, a tremendous talent. He's done brilliant. Well, he's not ready yet for David Asiem, Avanissian. He's not ready for him yet. He will be ready for him in a couple of more fights, get a bit more experience, but he's not ready. And also they're in the same gym. They work out the same gym, so it's a bit all, you know, all a bit in, incestuous. Look, just this cut through all the bullshit. At the end of the day, you know, he doesn't want Conor Ben to fight him. I mean, I, I, that, that interview I heard he said on there that Conor Ben's a massive star in America. Who's David Avanissian? Well, you know, he's the guy who went to the US and beat Shane Mosley on TV. They know he is. I'm talking about on, you know, he was that fight was seen on TV. Um, so. I think he's more more well-known there than Conor Ben is. But let's just cut through it all. He doesn't want the David Avanissian fight. He said, the was it last year, Conor had one more fight, then he'll fight him. Well, he's had one fight and he's not fighting him. He's spouting off all these names about, was his name Hooker? I think he's got three times the amount of uh, Instagram followers um, David than Hooker has. So all that argument about more well-known and whatever is, is, is just a red herring. I don't blame him for... You know, keeping Conor Ben away from David, but you know, let's cut through the bullshit and say how it is. He doesn't fancy the fight. He doesn't fancy his man in there with him. And if I was him, I'd do the same thing. I wouldn't let him anywhere near him. But if he wants to make the fight, my offer is I'll pay for my man. I'll pay him. They're happy with that. I'll pay them really well for it because for me, it's a great investment as far as a domestic fight in the UK, a big fight that everybody knows who David is, and they certainly know who Connor is, and it'd be a big fight over here. And he's got the privilege of promoting it. He can put it on the zone. I don't know how many people will be watching it, but he can put it on the zone. It'd probably be the biggest rating they'll get for a long time. And then we go from now. Okay, so what did you think about his comments that his plans are to make Connor Ben a global superstar, so David Avanesian doesn't do anything for us right now? Well, he does, doesn't he? I mean, you know, he's, he's, he, he went out and beat Shane Mosley. Fought Lamont Peterson in America as well. And fought Lamont Peterson. So he's well known. Um, and as I just, I mean, I'm only going to repeat myself. And he's obviously, as far as Instagram su- 
followers are concerned. He's got three times the amount than Hooker's got, so he's three times more popular in the Instagram world than Hooker is. So I think he ticks all those boxes. And more importantly, he's got a number two rating in the WBC. He's ranked number two. Should he just come out and say that Connor's not ready? Like you have for Echo? Yeah. Be honest. He's not ready. Listen, say it. I mean, you know, look, I, 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 won't be, I won't be banging a drum for this fight unless I fancied my man. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'll be paying him unless I fancied my man. It is what it is. You know, he doesn't want him. And, you know, go, you know, do what you've got to do with Connor. And Connor's, uh, he's done extremely well. He's a really, uh, seems a really likable, young, nice young man and, and doing the business. But, um, you know, we know they don't want to fight. We all, we all know that. They probably, they don't even, they don't even want the fight. They wouldn't even want him in the same city as David. Connor Benicides, what are the plans for both David Avenition and Echo Esselman? David's fighting. In March, um, he's fighting in March. We're putting our shows together and, and I, we were trying to get them announced this week, but we'll be doing that next week. And, uh, and the same with, uh, Echo. He'll be, he'll be, um, fighting again in March. Okay. Frank, I will have to ask you, uh, Sonny Edwards did an interview recently, um, where he declared that your contract's come to an end and you've parted ways. He said, uh, you parted ways on very good terms and he'd be open in the future to be working with you again if the offer was right. But, I think he mentioned as well, this was similar to the Billy Joe Saunders situation you had where you just felt it's best for both parties to move on. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. You know, I've got a lot of time for Sonny. He's been a, you know, he's been a, a joy to promote and I love him as a fighter, watching him as a fighter. And he had probably one of the best performances of any British fighter when he won the world title in the ring. Best boxing performance. Great performance in winning a title that nobody expected him to win against the, the, uh, best in the division, the number one in the division. So I wish him well for the future and hopefully our paths do cross in, in the future, not not with a, a, me having an opponent against him, but, you know, we're doing something together. I've got a, a real, real lot of time for him and he's a, he's a, he's a credit to himself. Yeah, good to hear. Updates uh, to close off this interview on Daniel Dubois and Joe Joyce, please. Are we still looking at March 19th for Daniel? Um, that's what, what we got in mind to do at the moment. We're just waiting for the WBA to finalise what they're doing with this. I mean, I know I feel like bashing my head against the wall, but um, they're supposed to have done this, at, you know, God knows how long ago, but we're just waiting for them to confirm in writing what the position is. He is the official challenger. He's in their ratings and he's marked off in the ratings as OC, which is official challenger. And he is the official challenger to Brian. So we just want them to just verify what is going on because Don King asked for permission for Bryant to fight, I think it's next Saturday, the 29th, yeah. uh, to fight some guy. I don't know where he found him from. Um, some pulled him out the swamps or somewhere or the, or the graveyard. I don't know where he found this guy from. He ranked like, num- he ranked number sort of 98 and not, sorry, 998 in the flyweights. But anyway. He's got this fight on, and uh, the bottom line is we just want to we just want to get get Daniel in there. I mean, it, you know, we are we've been very patient, and he's certainly been very patient, and we want to move forward. That fight will be made, and uh, and that and he will get his shot at that title. And I'm hoping it's going to be in March. Fantastic! Too. I shouldn't think Trevor Bryant's going to last too long with this other fella, or the other fella, I should say, won't last too long with. <laughs> Fantastic to hear. And last one, Joe Joyce. What's happening? Joe's uh, still recovering from his uh, fractured arm. He is, is, we've had some good news. He said he'll be ready for April. So we will get him out in mid to late April, but he said he'll be ready. 
I hope that's going to be the case. What I don't want it to do is rush it and, uh, and damage his arm any further. Further. Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV at your office and have a great weekend, all right? You too, and I hope you have a better weekend than Arsenal did last night. <laughs> well, that won't be too difficult. <laughs> that's, that's, that's for sure. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.